We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good afternoon. Hello to all. Welcome. It is Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Great to be with you on this Wednesday hump day. I mean, for me, it's a Friday. So for me, I'm in that Friday mood already. Uh, four hours to go, and then the weekend starts for me. Uh, heading down to Blacksburg, Virginia for the big Virginia Tech West Virginia game tomorrow night. So I'll be hitting the road right after the show. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, now, I got this book yesterday. Went to uh, Fox and Sons Books. Now it's a You've Got Mail reference. Uh, went to a, a, a bookstore and got this book. And it's called 1200 Words You Should Know to Sound Smart. That's the book by Robert W. Bly. It was on sale, 10 bucks. Not a bad, not a bad uh, get. So, of course, I buy this book, and then what do you do when you buy a book? You actually look through it. And um, let me just say, of the 1,200 words you should know to sound smart, I don't know many of these words that you're supposed to know to sound smart. Now, there are words that I know that I've heard of, but there are some words... I didn't know the meaning of, right? Uh, Let me just open it up here and find one for you. Wouldn't it be funny if this was the whole four hours? I would just read the book to you. We're going through words in a book that was in everything I teased with David. I never did. There's some humor value in that, no? Josh is looking at me like I uh, no humor value. All right. David did have a great point about the laughing thing. When someone tells you a bad joke, he said, you know, uh, just make a noise. Don't do the fake laugh. I wish people would do that. If, if I say something that's not funny, Josh, give me the, uh, <laughs> give me the, uh, just a look. If, if I think I'm being funny, don't fake laugh. Just give me the look. Just tell me I'm not have being you, funny. Have you ever been one of those people that sends a, an LOL in a text and all you did was like that slight exhale through your nose? And you're like saying to someone like, oh, that was so funny, but you didn't even really laugh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or now instead of LOL, I'll send a laughing emoji. Yep. But you yep. know I'm really laughing if I send the sideways emoji. That's kind of at an angle. If it's just the laughing emoji that's not turned, then I'm just giving you a courtesy of so, emoji. So all the times I've sent you funny things that you send back the laughing emoji, they're actually not funny. And that's you've right. Been rude to me this whole time. It, it, now, no, no, I'm making you feel better. I don't know if I feel better about that. I feel less funny now. Well, you asked me. I'm being honest. Uh, Now, here is the first word. All right, you ready for this? Now, this is 1,200 words. We're obviously not going to go through all 1,200, but I think once a segment, I will just rant, and Josh will show you. I'm randomly opening the book to a page, and I will read one from 
this page. Oh, well, I know this one because of the pandemic. So we, endemic was in the book, but we, we won't read that. That one we know. Um, let's go to um, Elide. E-L-I-D-E. To leave out a sound or syllable when speaking. To eliminate the distinctive barrier separating levels. All right. So that's elide. That's our smart word uh, for this segment from the book. 1,200 words you should know to sound smart. Now, uh, we, we will do that once a, once a segment. Yes, endemic, as someone pointed out. That, is, that was in the book. Now, that was added to, I think, all of our vocabularies um, over the last two and a half years. Now, I want to touch on something that uh, Mazarowski talked about on BMAZ and Beamer this morning. And then David also talked about on David the David Bellavia program. And now I'm going to talk about it because, well, it's, it's a good topic, guys. And you know what? I should have some of the fun, too. All right? Let me have some of the fun as well. Um, but... You know, and this goes a lot with driving, and of course, after this, I will be driving for a long time, Um, but, you know, driving, I do a lot of driving, especially in the fall, do a lot of driving down uh, to football games. Someone said, Joe, please don't mention Virginia Tech. Fine. We'll just say to football games, and, you know, I, I find that over the last, we've been doing this now for seven years, seven seasons, going to almost every game. I think my driving has gotten better. And I think that goes with age as well. You know, I heard Brian say that. There were things. And when I first started here, when I was doing Saturday afternoons here at WBEN, there was a time where I was late to work. And I remember the host making fun of me. I was late to work um, because I got pulled over and got a ticket. And that was... Not rare. Now, am I proud of my past driving? Of course not. And let's be honest. Are there still times where maybe I can slow it down a little bit? Yes. I'm also the kind of person, though. I'm also the kind of person that if someone tells me to slow down, I'll speed up. I know. I I, I know I should probably slow down a little bit. But if you tell me to slow down, I'm going to speed up. That's just how I am. Uh, but, you know, when... When I had just got out of college or maybe even my mid-20s, I'd weave in and out of traffic, right? I'm not proud. I would make dumb decisions. I I was telling uh, uh, Tim Wenger this before going on the air. There was a time I was driving to Darien Lake, and I thought this guy was going too slow. The truth is he was going the speed limit. And I went around him on a two-lane, right? So one lane going both each way. And I passed him going 80. And got pulled over in Corfu, New York. That was the first time the officer had pulled me over and actually uh, continued to give me a ticket. Rightfully so. It's also the time that I discovered if you show up, they will um, deduct it down to a parking ticket. And I'm sure that guy was laughing as soon as he saw the police lights come on. Right? I'm sure he was laughing. Look at that kid. You know, speeding past me and then getting pulled over. Hilarious. And, you know, did I learn my lesson that day? Of course not. I mean, it was years and years and money that I wish I had now um, spent on just dumb driving, dumb traffic decisions. But now I'm a little bit older. 
I, I am finding myself to be a little more responsible in all aspects of life. And driving is one of them. And now I find myself driving a little slower, a little more alert to what's going on. And what do I find the more alert Joe Beamer doing when he's driving? Slamming on that horn. Because I notice more people doing dumb stuff. The problem was before I was doing dumb stuff. But now I notice it. I have an eye for it. And I usually know what's going through the other person's head. Right? So I find myself honking the horn. If someone, And this is the one I would say in the last four years, the majority of using my horn is because the person in front of me is on their phone at a green light. Now, I've been guilty of it. And yes, I've had to have someone beep their horn to make me look up. I'm not proud of it. But I would say that's probably the majority of me using my horn is someone on their phone at a light. And we can always tell when the person in front of us is on their phone or shouldn't be driving, right? You, you can always tell when the person in front of you, they're, they're looking down on their phone, they're not paying attention. You want to get around that person as, as quickly as possible because they're not paying attention to what's in front of them, which means you'll have no warning if they have to slam on the brakes. And, I, and in 2022... Why is anyone still looking at their phone? You can do everything voice activated now. And I'm as guilty as the next person of, be, of doing it. But we can, any, any one of us can right now say, okay, Google or okay, Siri, text so-and-so and send a text. But I want to hear from you at 803-0930. And I have a list of these that I can go through. But I want to hear from you at 803-0930. Your, how would you describe your driving, number one? And let's all be honest. Are you an offensive driver or a defensive driver? Now, I would still consider myself an offensive driver uh, because I, re, I, I think if you become too, how do I want to say this without sounding dumb? Uh, where's my book? Hold on. No. <laughs> I just think it, it, it's, it's better to be more on the offensive, but not to an extreme sense than a defensive driver. And what are some of the worst examples, uh, maybe not road rage, but worst examples of just idiot drivers you have seen? And where do you usually see them? Because is it just me, or are the worst drivers the people who are going to the same place you're going? Right? Idiot drivers, people that that hold up traffic, they, they seem to always be going on the 90 to a Bills game. Right, they seem to always be going where I'm going, and now I have to put up with with, with what they've caused. And has there ever been a time where you've had to avoid a situation? And we all know how that is when there is you have to act so fast, and a second too late, you're in an accident. Have you ever had to react fast? to avoid an accident and that feeling afterwards where you're just shaking because it keeps going through in your head. And believe me, this has happened to me. It keeps going on in your head. What would happen if I didn't swerve out of that situation? You know, for me, 
This happened uh, a few weeks ago on Maple in front of Millard Fillmore where I was driving off of Young's, coming into work, and I, let's be honest, it was early in the morning, and there was a four or five deer in the middle of Maple, just standing in the middle of Maple. And, you know, I have the feeling that if I avoid, once I get off of Young's, I'm free of deer. That's not true. And I had to act real fast and also hope that none of those deer moved while I was driving by. Luckily, none did. But it's one of those things where I thought about it. It still goes on in my head. Oh, my gosh, what would have happened if I didn't swerve? If I, if I had reacted a second later, what would have happened there? And I think for, for people like me who drive early in the morning or late at night, You probably have a lot of stories like that where you had to avoid deer or wildlife. You might also be like me. uh, The last time we drove down for a football game, um, something ran into the side of the car. Didn't leave any damage or minimal damage. Still don't know what it was. But I think we've all had run-ins. If if you drive at night, you've probably had run-ins with wildlife. Or if you're on Whirly at noon, you might have a run-in with a deer then. I saw a deer running down Whirly in the middle of the afternoon over the summer. Uh, 803-0930. So I want to know your examples of just awful driving and how you matured as a driver. And then let's also get into this because it was something David was talking about and something that I'd like to uh, contribute a story or two uh, to as well. And that is... Uh, your traffic stops. Tell me a story of your traffic stops. Have you ever been pulled over and been asked to get out of the car? I have twice. And those are stories that I'll tell uh, later on as well. But your experience with getting pulled over and, you know, the lessons learned. But, again, most of the people listening to my voice right now will be on the road in the next three hours. So I think this is a good time to talk about what you have seen on that road. 803-0930, star 930. John is in Tonawanda. We'll kick things off today. Hey, John, good afternoon. Yeah, hey, hey. Um, so my driving habits, I will admit I'm a fast driver. Um, I try and go about 10 over, 15 at the most, but I like to drive fast. Um, my friend's a cop, and you know he says, you know, the rule amongst cops is like above 9, you're mine. So I try and say about 9, 10. Um, and I don't see any problem going 10 and over because it's, you know, if you're doing, if you're in a 45, you're doing 55, it's not terrible. But uh, once in a while, I get people who are riding my tail and I'm like, dude, I'm going 10, 10, 15. You're, you're probably approaching 20. Maybe it's like 25. Oh, yeah. So people get mad that people tailgate. I don't. I'm like, this is perfect. So I move over, let them pass me. Then I get behind them. And now that person is my buffer for a cop. Oh, you know, John, that I, I have to admit, I've I've thought that way before as well. Uh, have you ever seen the buffer get pulled over? No, no. But usually if there's a cop, they'll slow down. But, you know, one day it's going to happen where it's like, hey, you're riding my tail. I'm, I'm doing 10, 15 over. You're doing 30. You're going to get the guy's going to get pulled over, you know. Um, but so I never get mad when I, I get tailgated because I'm like, dude, you are my fool. 
and I'm just going to use it as a nice buffer, and yeah, so. Now, John, but you, now you say, you know, you go a little, and let's let's be honest, I have the same rule as well, uh, you know, go you know, 10 uh, over the speed limit, but have would you say there's a difference between going 10 over the speed limit and being an erratic, an er, I almost did what David said, and being a bad driver? You know, everyone always try, uh, tries to say that people who speed are bad drivers, but I've seen people who go the speed limit who are idiot drivers. Right, right. I mean, I I tend to think if you're a, a fast driver, if if you if you do five and above, you're driving, in my opinion, efficiently. If you're driving the speed limit or lower, I mean, you're kind of more of a like a hazard. I mean, I would rather take a somewhat aggressive driver than someone who's, you know, going slow, who's doing five under, who's extra cautious because, you know, the person who's driving fast, they're gonna get they're they're gonna get past you and they're they're gonna keep going. The person who's driving slow is going to hold up more traffic, and they're going to cause more collisions. I, John, that's you know we always see the speed limit, but I think there should also be a sign that's posted um, the the slowest you can go because I, I completely agree. I think there is such thing as going too slow as well, and uh, we got to point that out as well. John, I appreciate the call. John and Tanawanda opens the line for you eight zero three zero nine thirty. Tell me some of the worst driving you've seen, or admit to me some of the worst driving you've done, and let's talk about those. Those cop pullovers, those times you've been pulled over and your um, experience with those, with those traffic stops. When we come back, I will tell one that I actually told on the air right after uh, it happened. I was uh, doing, I was filling in for Sandy Beach. This was 2018, I think, uh, and got pulled over, maybe 2019, and got pulled over uh, in East Aurora and had to go through the entire uh, check and everything. Um, and we will tell that story and hope to hear yours when we come back. 803-0930, star 930 is the number to get on. It's also the number for the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Talking driving this hour, and when we come back, don't forget another word from the 1,200 words you should know to sound smart here on News Radio 930. Beamer in for uh, Bowerly on WBEN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
It is Beamer in for Bellavia or for Bowerly, sorry, here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, it's 238. It is this is the Bowerly show, Beamer in for Bowerly, uh, on WBEN. It's great to be with you on this Wednesday. We call it hump day. This week I call it Friday. But don't be fooled. Hardline will still be brand new live on Sunday. So you don't have to worry. Uh, Joe Beamer will be back in time for Sunday Hardline here on WBEN. All right, we're talking about the road, things you've seen on the road. But first, we have to go to another page of the 1,200 words you should know to sound smart. This segment's word is... All right, let's find one that can actually read, Joe. Do one that starts with a J for Joe and Josh. Ah, we'll, we'll do that next. I've already opened the page. Okay, all right, all right. We will do that next. Uh, next, this uh, this word is iteration. Oh, I know iteration. The process of performing a series of instructions or steps repeatedly also refers to one repetition of those repeated steps. Yeah, like reiterated. Like I re I reiterated ah. instructions. And they put William Shakespeare as an example, and I will not read the line from Shakespeare. So iteration is the word from, uh, for this segment from Robert Bly's 1,200 words you should know to sound smart. All right, so we're talking about the road and your experiences on the road. How would you dis- uh, define yourself as an offensive driver, a defensive driver, do you speed? Um, and what are some of the worst things you've seen on the road? And, and maybe you were them. Like I said, I, um, for example, we could go back to my driving between 2008 and 2018, and there's a lot of things I'm not happy of. I'm not, I'm not proud about, right? Um, I was pulled over a lot, and rightfully so. And I'm glad that now in my mid-30s, I'm deciding to be a mature adult. I, I think it is about time. Um, but I have been pulled over and asked to get out of the car Twice in my life, okay? And I will tell you both stories, and I'd like to hear your stories at 803-0930, star 930, and the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board is also open at 803-0930. Also tell me this, before I get, uh, when, you, when you're talking about driving, how likely are you to use the horn? Because I did a little test on my way into work today, and I'm going to tell you about that test in the next segment. That's what we call a tease in the business. I'm not going to give all the information now. I'm not going to give all my, all my show prep. You know, everything I prepped in the show in the first uh, two segments. Then I'd have nothing to talk about for three hours. So we'll do that in the next segment. But I have been asked to get out of the car twice in my life. Okay? The second time is what we'll start with. And this was in 2019 in East Aurora. I got pulled over. After uh, going to the Irishman in East Aurora right after it had opened uh, to see to watch a Virginia Tech Miami basketball game uh, with a couple friends, and you know afterwards got back in the car, uh, drove. This is when we were living in Orchard Park, and got pulled over. It was the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. The Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and I got pulled over. It was initially about my inspection sticker had expired which 
That's another thing I do that I probably should grow up and not do anymore. I let the inspection sticker go an extra month so then I can gain a month for the next inspection sticker. I know. Josh is laughing. I know. It's stupid. Uh, but <laughs> it's something I do. Um, so I got pulled over, and the officer asked me if I had been drinking. And I was honest and said I had a beverage with dinner. And that was the truth. Um, but he asked me to get out of the car and perform all these tests, right? I had to follow the pencil with my eyes. I had to walk a straight line. Did you have to do the alphabet backwards? No, I did not. I had to Is count. that a myth? Because I it's can't not, even do no. that without drinking. No, I know someone who actually had to do the alphabet backwards. Um, I had to count standing on one foot until the officer told me to stop. That was one thing I had to do. Um, you know, I had to touch my toes, touch my nose, all that stuff, hold my hands up, all, uh, whatever. All this stuff, follow, again, follow the pencil. Uh, I had to wiggle the pencil, right? I had to be able to, it was all this stuff. I went through all of that and still had to do a breathalyzer, which, by the way, um, uh, spoiler alert, I was not intoxicated anywhere close to. But while this was going on, more cops were responding. And no one had told my, at the time, girlfriend, now wife, uh, what was going on. So she's sitting in the car, having no idea what's going on, seeing that I'm continuing to do these things. You know, an officer talking to me, officers, she is now surrounded. There's a car in front of her and a car to the side of her. And no one's telling her what's going on. And uh, like I said, you know, they, they said, well, you know, and they do have to ask your permission. And I said, of course, I, I know, I know I'm sober. And, you know, uh, did the test. They said, thank you very much. You're good to go. But let me tell you, an experience like that, I mean, that, that, that sticks with you. And, you know, I, I could only imagine if I had been an idiot and um, had gotten in the car and, I mean, I don't want to say this, but let's be honest that we've all probably had that time in our lives where we got in the car when we shouldn't have, right? We, we, we've all done it. Um, it's not right. Uh, but that time was not that uh, a time like that. I had not. I was being very responsible. And, um, you know, like I said, once I did all the tests and did the breathalyzer, the cop was very nice, said, sorry for your time. I said, I completely understand. You're making the road safe. You know, but that doesn't mean I wasn't, sh I wasn't shooken up about it. You know what I mean? Uh, another time I had been pulled over, and this is probably the definition of my stupidity. And Josh, I think you've heard this story before. I think I've told you this story. This right here highlights how dumb I was for about a decade, not just as a driver, but just overall, I was very irresponsible, okay? And I'm trying to be more responsible, <laughs> in my mid-30s, but I was very irresponsible. I wonder if anyone's had this. This was the, you know, one of only two times that I have been asked to get out of the car and the only time in my life that a police officer put me in handcuffs. And we'll leave it at that. Um, so I uh, am, am leaving the airport of all places. I'm leaving the airport and this is when I'm driving the PT Cruiser or as someone on the text board likes to say every time I mention that car, you mean the PT Loser. And uh, I get pulled over because uh, I was on my phone <laughs> and <laughs> and the cop, you know, runs my plates and everything and says, you know, your license has been suspended because I had not re responded to a traffic ticket. I mean, this, like I said, was the this is when just I was not only a bad driver.
just overall irresponsible. And I think we can all point to times in our lives, you know, our early 20s, our late teens, when we were idiots, right? And we can look back and say, wow, I was really dumb. And I was very dumb. And I was pulled over. He asked me to get out of the car. He put me in handcuffs, um, you know, did all the stuff, put me in the back of the car. Uh, you know, I don't know, called a bunch of people, called the tow truck. Now, I didn't have to go to jail. They said, you know, your car will be here, here, here. Um, your court date is here. And it was really scary. I, I had to uh, get an attorney. And fortunately, my mom uh, works at a law firm where people like her. So I was able to get an attorney uh, from the law firm. And it probably is also because I play on the softball team. But I'm the entertainment. I'm not a good softball player. Um, and, you know, it was a real process. Uh, but that was scary as well. I had to call my friend to bring me here. I was supposed to work a shift at BEN that night. And I didn't want to tell my parents. So I had a buddy call me here until like 10.45 when I realized you know, I have no ride home. I'm going to eventually have to call my parents and tell them what happened. That was not a good phone call. Um, but those were the two times I was, I was asked to get out of my car. Now, I have had many encounters with officers when it comes to speeding. You know, John called in the first segment. And John talked about having that buffer car. If there's someone tailgating you, let them around. They're your buffer if you're going a few miles over the speed limit. Well, yeah, that usually works. But I have been in a situation, and I know my, my dad remembers this because it happened on one of our football trips. Not only did the buffer get pulled over, Josh, I got pulled over. Yes, the officer pulled over both of us. See, I had I, I used to think of the buffer theory, and I thought it was a dumb idea. But now that more people like have this idea I'm like oh maybe I wasn't wrong for thinking that but yeah that'd be pretty pretty bad you can't stay too close to the buffer because then the cop might see both of you yeah now like I said I've never seen the buffer get pulled over except that one time and I also got pulled over and uh that was uh that was an experience um but like I said for 10 years and I think if we were all honest with ourselves maybe it's not driving for you but if we're all honest with ourselves, there was a time where, where you made dumb decisions. You were irresponsible. Now, I'll admit, there are people who grow up a lot faster than me, right? Um, there are people who are mature by the time they go to college, and especially by the time they get out of college. You know, it doesn't take them until their 30s to realize that maybe you don't need to go 60 in a 40. Uh, you know, if you have... A few too much to drink. It's time to get a ride. What is your rule? That's something else I wanted to throw in in the next hour, but we'll throw it in now at 8030930. What is your rule when you go out, you know, with friends, you go out, maybe there's going to be a few beverages. What's your rule? Do you make sure that you go somewhere that you can leave your car? Do you have a, 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 a ride a, a ride share? drive you to and from so there's not that um, urge to drive your car? Do you have a cutoff? You know, maybe you and your significant other go out and you tell your significant other, hey, tonight is your night. I'm just going to have a drink or two. What is your rule when going out? You know, I always say when I host, a, when I host on a Friday, I always end with don't do anything stupid. If you're going to go have fun, have fun. You know, I believe much in this is going to annoy most of our listeners. I 
agree with the uh, with the slogan "You only live once." I do because it's true, and you should have as much fun as you can have. You should enjoy life every day, but don't be dumb. If you're going to go out and have a good time, have a plan to get home. Uh, you know, like the PSAs say, and I mean that. You know, because yes, I believe that you should have as much fun as humanly possible because you only live once. But you got to be smart about it too. 803-0930, star 930 is the number to get on. We will go to West Seneca and speak with Tom. Hey, Tom, thanks for hanging on. Hey, how you doing today, Jeff? I'm doing well, Tom. Uh, what do you got for us this uh, afternoon? Well, one of the problems that I have with drivers is uh, now that uh, they have these, when you want to make a left-hand turn, and they have these double yellow lines that you have to follow to make the left-hand turn, well, I always was taught that you never cross a double yellow line. And I've been in two accidents now in which I waited for the double yellow line basically to come to the to the left so I can make the turn. And other people I see are already on the left side of the double yellow line to make that same turn that I'm in. And I've got hit twice on the side door, the side of the car because of it. Because people... The first time I, the first time I got hit, the, the police came and I told them, I said, look, it, there's a double yellow line there. So they gave a citation to the... Uh, the guy who hit me, not only that, uh, he had an outstanding warrant, so they arrested him. Oh, geez. But the second time, the cops just looked at me, and I, they gave me a ticket for making a, a, a legal a move into a, a lane. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's a double yellow line there. You can't do that. You, this, this person crossed the double yellow line to make that left-hand turn. And you see it all over the place where these double yellow lines start, you know, maybe about uh, – a couple hundred feet before the uh, left arrow signal, and people don't care. They they go right through them. Oh, yeah. That is, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, Tom, you see that all the time, and I think I'm getting the street right, at uh, North Forest and Maple. Uh, you'll see that where people will drive through the yellow line to get to that and won't wait for the, uh, for the turn. And it is annoying because you'll see someone pull out, and then, as you said, uh, it, it could cause an accident. I, I I agree with that, Tom. I've been guilty of of the other drivers, but uh, you are. I feel you're in the right there. Yeah, I, I see it a lot on uh, Clinton and Union all the time. I should have talked with some with some uh, policemen, and I said, you know, instead of stopping guys for speeding, why don't you just hang out at this gas station at Clinton and Union and ticket everybody who's on the other side of that double yellow line? And they laugh at me. Yeah. Well, Tom, I, that's definitely something. And you know what? The worst time is for any kind of turn left. Um, you know, you'll have people that they have to share that little middle section. Um, Main Street, Williamsville, rush hour. Uh, I'll tell you, that will get your blood boiling. I appreciate the call, Tom. In West Seneca opens up a line for you at 803-0930. And we've all been guilty of it. I mean, Tom is in the right, but we've all been guilty of it. You know, there, there's a long, a long line of people. And you see the arrow to turn left. And you're like, well, why am I going to wait another round of the light if I can just go through this and take a left? Right? We've all been there. Technically, Tom is right. Tom, Tom is the safe driver in this instant, in my opinion. But I've been just as guilty of, of what the other people do and, and, and probably very wrong to do it. But, I mean, a lot of our driving decisions are also made on the hurry that we all seem to be in when we go somewhere. And this is something else I want to bring up when we come back. Have you ever just told yourself, if I left 10 minutes earlier, I wouldn't have all this stress to get somewhere on time? 
if I just had left five or ten minutes earlier? Because that is me probably every time I'm supposed to go something somewhere. You know, I am I am a very much last last minute person. Okay, you know, I tell you know my my wife says, hey, we've got these plans. We have to be somewhere right at this time, and then I will like, okay, yeah, sure, I've got three hours. Okay, I'll go to the gym, I'll take a shower, and I'll be ready. But then like, well, I could probably fit a thirty minute nap in, or I can probably play a round of Madden, right? And next thing you know, I'm out of the shower with ten minutes to go, and I'm telling her I'm leaving now. And I still have 10 minutes to go. <laughs> and then, you know, anytime something happens, you're screaming at the light. You're screaming at another driver because you're just, you, you've given yourself no time to get somewhere. And I think that's probably where we see a lot of the uh, crap driving on the roads is because so many people are in a hurry. But I would argue that a majority of that would just be eased if you just gave yourself some time. And I, I'm one to talk. I never give myself any time. I always wait to the last minute to start heading somewhere. And it's probably why I yell a lot of expletives. What's this person doing? Oh, my gosh, this light. They're all against me. I'm hitting every light tonight. Ten minutes earlier, I never would have even noticed that. <laughs> 803 star 930. I want to hear from you. The worst driving you've seen. Maybe your worst driving. And be honest. Were you ever an idiot driver? When did you grow up? Or maybe you haven't grown up. Maybe you're still an idiot driver. Your experiences with being asked to get out of the car. And what is your rule when going out with friends, maybe having some beverages? How do you make sure, how do you avoid making that mistake of getting behind the wheel after a few too many? 803-0930, star 930 is the number to get on. When we come back, I got to tell you, oh, and, and your use of the horn, because when we come back, I did a little test, and I took this from ABC, uh, but I did it here in Buffalo on my way to work today, and I will tell you about the horn test, the horn test, I want to make sure you heard that right, the horn test that I took, that I performed on my way to work this morning here on News Radio 930 WBEN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.